So I admit, it's a little unusual to invite Adam and Eve to a Christmas party. I don't know if you've ever listened to that beautiful service of lessons and carols from King's College in England on Christmas Eve, but at, among those lessons, the first one always comes from the book of Genesis. It's the story of the garden and of that uncomfortable business with the apple and the snake. We almost remember that garden, I think, and the mistakes that we've made, well, we remember them too down the years, some of them anyway. So it seems right somehow, at least to the architects of that service and this one, that we should remind ourselves how much we need to hear those tidings of comfort and joy in the context of all the things that haven't been right. So Adam and Eve come to the Christmas party. Oh, I suppose it's a little awkward. They don't really know anybody. Nobody really recognizes them, despite their unforgettable outfits. They keep their careful distance from the bowl of fruit punch and chat quietly with each other in the corner, remembering good times past and hoping maybe like all the rest of us do, that the ones who come along after them will find a way to undo the one or two really big mistakes that they made. What that lesson that Peter read for us from the early chapters of Genesis is trying to get us to remember, as is the architecture of that King's College service that begins with the first lesson from our primeval parents is that humankind was made indelibly in God's image and that God asks of us certain things and urges us to pay attention. So Adam and Eve may seem like odd guests for a Christmas celebration, but actually Actually, they've been coming not just since the 1930s when that service at King's College was instituted, but since the early, early days of the Christian church. Now, you know that the church, the great Christian church of which we're all a part, is in the habit of commemorating certain days of the year, really every day of the year, as somebody's feast day. Not exactly a birthday, but a day on which we remember, we recall, we treasure the memory of some of those who have gone before us. St. Francis, whose feast day, if I remember rightly, is October 11th or 12th. St. Nicholas, whose feast day December 6th, the beloved day in our household. Santa Lucia, whose feast day is December 11th, 12th? Not sure I remember that right. St. Stephen, whose feast day is tomorrow. Good King Wenceslas looked out on his day, the day after Christmas. That's why that one is a Christmas carol. 
seeing God's face shining in the faces of all the human beings who came before us, the human beings with all of their baggage. And Christmas Eve, here's the thing I bet you didn't know. Christmas Eve was appointed the feast day of Adam and Eve as a way of remembering that mistake, which we all make, that the two of them help us to remember that mistake of our failure to listen to God, our failure to care for this garden of ours, our failure to recognize the image and likeness of God in each other's faces. Their mistake, so the early church believed, the mistake of Adam and Eve, which we all make, points the way to the birth of the one whose light comes today into the world, who would show us what right relation really looks like to each other, to the earth, to God. After all, that mistake is still being made. It's not just about transgressing a boundary in a mythical garden, though we still seem to be acting as though it's fine for us to pillage the orchard creation just because we human beings think of ourselves as being at the apex of creation. That mistake of being out of right relation is still being made since the nation of which we are citizens committed its own original sin, sold its soul in the blasphemous bargain of slavery from which it almost seems we will never recover. Or since this nation of ours became at least so we like to say, the only superpower so that we could enforce our rules that the apples in the orchard belong to the one with the longest arms. But still, to this day, I'm told, the Eastern Orthodox and Syrian and Coptic Christian churches appoint December 24th as a day consecrated to remembering Adam and Eve, a day for giving thanks for the light of the mystery that shines on us even through their story. Now, that veneration of Adam and Eve, thank you for provoking the sending to us of Jesus. That veneration of Adam and Eve in those Eastern churches didn't go over so well in Rome. And after a while, in the Middle Ages, the Roman church banned the veneration of Adam and Eve, which up until, up until that point had been a joyful celebration. And to this day, if you go looking at some of the great cathedrals of Europe, you'll actually see images of Adam and Eve included among the carved images of all the saints around the doorways and on the frieze above the altar. They're part of the story, and their faces also shine with the image of God's grace and hopefulness. But eventually, when the church magisterium banned the celebration of Adam and Eve, at least in the West, it was really too late. They were such beloved figures 
for their paradoxical provoking of God sending us the gift of Jesus. Their veneration was so popular that in some parts of Germany, at least, since they couldn't celebrate in church, people brought their affection for first parents into their homes and hung apples on what they called trees of paradise as a way of remembering that it was our first parents in their humanity, in their imperfection, in their eventual attempt to try to get it right. That began the long trajectory of history toward the coming of Jesus Christ to save us from ourselves. And the rest, as they say, is history. Well, Eden is a long time ago now, but we still remember the garden we still bring our paradise trees inside in the darkest and coldest season when we ache the most for the warmth of remembering. We hang them with apples and other things and we think about how good it was and how good it could be. And still we imagine how good it will be when we remember to see by the light, when we remember to recognize the divine image and guard and revere the divine likeness which we see all around us everywhere in the human family. And when that day comes, that day toward which we look with special fervor on the day of the dawning, the day when we remember the dawning of the light, that will be a day to crown the original creation with a new creation at last and usher in a Sabbath when even God can finally rest with us in the joyful knowledge that generosity and trust gave to us the gift of a beautiful garden to sustain us, a beautiful family to sustain each other, a family in which every child born Every child, every child bears the image and likeness of the deep holiness of the great mystery that called it all from the very beginning. Very good. May it be so. Amen.